Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? It's Karen in the building and she's by herself tonight. But what's up, you guys? What is going on? I am so excited to bring you a sports mar sports talk marathon tonight. Um, Guys, what is really going on out there? It's so much going on in the world today. What's going on? You know, I see so much going on with the rioting and um wow. I I just call for peace. I just ask for peace, peace, peace and unity for our, our country, for our, our land, for our people. You know, I just pray that everyone is safe out there who are, who's, you know, protesting, you know, you protest on my behalf. I just pray that everything, that you guys are safe. And I pray for, pray for this family, George Floyd. I pray for his family, his loved ones. Um, just pray their strength during this time of, you know, you know, trying to get get ready for a funeral service as well as seeing everything, all the people that are fighting for him, fighting for justice for him. And so I just lift them up right now. You know, it's, it's just really a lot going on in the world today. So, so what we got going on is a sports marathon. I've had so many people who have reached out to us and want to come on the show. And, you know, that's my thing is to give a voice, to give people an opportunity to share their voices, because I believe that there is power in sharing your story. I believe that that someone can get something out of you sharing your story. And so um, that's what it's all about. That's what we're doing right now is allowing so many people to come and share their story, share their journey, whether good or bad, you know, it is called, 
information that can empower someone who's coming behind you. They could take that piece and make make a life decision change in, in another direction just because you shared your story. So it's so important to empower one another. And so that is the purpose of the, you know, right now the purpose of the show is to give moms a platform to come and share their story moms dads coaches coaches wives you know whoever has a story that they want to share and tell somebody what they did in order to raise up a student athlete so i'm just excited i'm excited about all the doors that are being open on behalf of can we talk sports we 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 going we we moving so I'm excited about that. But we look, we got a, a guest on the show tonight, and it turned out that we have a common friend. It's just amazing how God is connecting uh, my network or, or exposing my network, and it's turning out that it, it's people that I know or that they know someone that I know. And it's just amazing. So I am so, so excited to invite on the show the head football coach, uh, of Keeling, and he's probably going to help me pronounce it correctly if I'm saying it wrong, Coach Chad Neal to the show. So you guys, uh, if you have any questions, put them in the comment. And that's welcome to the show, Coach Chad Neal. Hi, my name is Chad Neal. I'm the head football coach at Killingly High School in Connecticut, and I'm excited to be joining you this evening on Can We Talk Sports. I recently completed my 16th season as head coach at Killingly, where I also am a business teacher. Prior to that, I was head coach at Putnam High School for one year and an assistant coach for seven years. I hold a bachelor's degree in sports management from Nichols College, a master's degree in teaching from Sacred Heart University. This evening, I'm gonna be speaking with you about caring and the importance of caring and what caring means in our football program, about one another, about yourselves, and about the community around us. The other thing I will be discussing is the importance of coaches' wives and the sacrifices that they make day in and day out, as well as their families. As a father to two children and a stepfather to two others, I understand the sacrifices they make when they're in school, at their sporting events, and also at our games. Um, I will be discussing the importance of coaches' wives who make probably the biggest sacrifices out of everybody. Please join me tonight as I talk about our program. We have been very successful in the past five seasons, advancing to the state playoffs each year and winning a state championship in 2017. See you tonight at 7 o'clock. Welcome. Great to be here tonight. What a small <laughs> world in uh, Killingly High School. And actually, I just uh, got a text from Sean, and he says hi, and uh, your son was a stud lineman for him to hide. <laughs> Yes, listen, listen, you guys. Uh, when my son was a senior uh, in high school, you know, we decided to let him go to a prep school, and he went to Connecticut. He went to a school called Hyde Hyde Prep School, yep. and so his coach was uh, Coach Sean Saucer. And I was looking at a video uh, about Coach Neil, and I saw Coach. Saucer in the video, and I was just like, "What? How yep. is that? What a small world!" Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Sean's Sean's a great guy. We went to graduate high school with him, and uh, 
you know, he's still in coaching at Woodstock Academy now, and we will be playing each other actually on Thanksgiving Day this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Listen, listen. So go ahead and tell me a little bit uh, about you and uh, what you got going on in the Connecticut. Yeah, so um, up here in Connecticut, it's we've had a pretty successful run at Killing High School in the last five years. Um, we've been to the state playoffs each year, advancing to the state semifinals. Um, went to the state finals this past season and, and back and also in 2017 won a state championship uh, for the third time in school history. So um, we've had a great run. And, and what, you know, what I want to talk about is, you know, it's not necessarily the X's and O's are the reason why we've been successful. It's, it's more about the kids and the families and, and how much they care about each other that, you know, has, has brought us to where we are and, and also the moms and the, and the, and the wives. Um, of the coaches that have, have made many sacrifices. So us as coaches can do what we love and, and for our players to play a great game. Wow. That is awesome. I mean, to talk about the importance of community, first of all, mm -hmm. community, I'm from a community of DeSoto. And what thing, one thing that I really try to promote is community. It's mm -hmm. important to build where you sit and 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 so i just love our community so it it just rung to my heart that that was one of your mission it's about community so tell us about the community that the high school comes from well you know um we're we're pretty rural northeast connecticut but you know we're about a half hour from worcester mass an hour from boston a half hour to providence and you know about 50 minutes to uh harford so um, many, many families work in the cities possibly, but, uh, you know, it's, it's small towns, um, main street type deals and, and families, a lot of the kids, you know, you, you might've gone to school with their moms and dads and now you're coaching them and, and they come back and, it, you know, they're passionate about, about sports and about our football program and, and, in general sports in, in this area. I mean, New England, as you know, is, um, very sports oriented with, with our professional sports and across um, the university of Connecticut and, and basketball, especially. Yeah. So tell me, so what does it look like on a Friday night lights? So Friday night lights um, in, in Kelly, we, we, you know, we, we draw, it's not Texas, um, but we, you know, we'll draw, um, you know, between a thousand and a couple thousand each night, um, you know, under the lights, uh, our athletic director does a great job. We have the whole smoke machines, cannons, <laughs> Uh, marching band cheerleaders and um, it is a community event I will say that it's a community event the community comes out and one thing I, I think our school does a great job with is is, is making it a community event whether um, we are recognizing um, the youth in our community veterans um, you know medical personnel you, you name it you know we, we want to recognize those people in our community because you know that's the community that you know pays their taxes and allows us to play and, and supports us and you know, it's part of our job to give back and our kids do a great job of giving back to and volunteering. And, and I, you know, when they leave my program, I, you know, one of the goals I set and one of my personal uh, you know, values, I guess you could say is when my, when my kids graduate, I want them to be a great dad someday, a great father mm -hmm. um, to, to contribute. I want them to be a great husband. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I want them to understand, you know, how important that is. Um, to me, much more important than winning football games. It's, it's you know, leaving Killingly High School and leaving our football program better than when they came in. And also knowing that we're always going to be there. I'm always going to be there for them um, 
when they graduate. You know, my door will always be open. You know, um, you know, we want to see them be successful when they come back. But you know, the, when they are down, when they you know are facing difficult times, that hey, my door is open. Let's come and talk. You know, we're going to be here for you. Wow. We had a guest on the show the other day. He was a soccer coach. And one thing that he says about his coaching was it was re um, revelational coaching, meaning having a relationship, the importance of having a relationship. And that sounds like that's what you're building there is for, you know, I'm here. We're, we have a relationship. I'm more than just your coach. I'm your friend. Mm -hmm. I care about the things that you care about. And so it sounds like that's what, what's going on. Yeah, you know, when you, when you think about it, and this is something I, I always thought about is uh, a, a couple things. Um, one is I, I never wanted to let my parents down. And mm -hmm. I, I never wanted to let my teammates down or, or my friends or people that cared about me. Um, you know, that, that was fair. I, I really feared letting people down. But the other thing was, you know, I wanted, I wanted our players to, you know, care about what they're doing. and. Um, as you know, Karen, if you when you care about someone, a family member or a friend, you're going to do anything for them. And, you know, caring about something is learning about somebody, learning about what people have been through, um, things in their lives that, you know, you may not have known. You may know your best friend, the people next to you, but what do you know about, you know, that, that freshman on your team or, you know, that, that other player that, you know, you, you come from totally different backgrounds. And uh, to me, that's important. I, I want my players to learn about each other. And I feel when you learn about each other and you understand where another person's coming from and you you begin to care about that person. And when you care about that person and I care about you, you care about me, I'm not going to let you down. And mm -hmm. whether we take the field on that Friday night or we um, you know, are, are doing something together for school or outside in the community, I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to make sure I'm on time. I'm going to make sure I give everything I have and I'm going to make sure we do it the right way and, and, and represent, you know, our football program, our school, our family, and our friends the right way when we do it. Well, it sounds like you are doing something right. I saw your record was like 50, 54 and eight. You won four, five state titles. So obviously what you're doing is working. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we got great kids. <laughs> That's the other thing. You know, I got great kids. I got a great group of assistant coaches. I have um, an administrative um, team that's very supportive. And we have families. We have families, legit families in our community and for our football program that allow us to coach their sons and daughters. I have mm. I have two two females on our football team, and they allow us to coach them. And and they're great. And, you know, we have a team dinners every Thursday night that the, the parents put on. And, you know, these parents and especially the moms, the moms are trusting us with their child. And, you know, we, we in, a, in a game of football, uh, you know, we want to take care of their children and their boys and their, their girls. I, I like what you said. You said the parent, the, the families are allowing you to coach their kids. And so mm. uh, that's kind of one thing that we, have, have talked about on the show as far as parents coming to the coaches and talk, and asking them, you know, why is my son not playing or uh, trying to coach from the stand? So how do you ever deal with that or how have you um, dealt with that or do you deal with it? Well, we, we, you know, I think every coach deals with it. I think one thing that's important is 
is communication and that communication in the beginning of the season, laying out your expectations to your parents um, and, and make sure, you know, they understand them and, and understand that, hey, if, if you have questions such as playing time, start by asking your son, why, why, do, you, why do you think you're not playing? Um, mm. And the answer might be right then and there. And then the next step would be, hey, you have that player come and talk to their positional coach or mm. talk to me and explain why. And then if, you know, we're still not getting the answer, I'm going to sit down with you. I'm not going to, you know, definitely not right after the game that he did the battle, but <laughs> hey, I'll make, I'll make time to sit and talk to you, you know? And, um, but you know, playing time is based, you know, um, at the varsity football level on, on a lot of things. And, and the main thing is, you know, um, showing up, doing your best in school, out of school and at practice. And, um, you know, if you do those things and, and you can perform on the field, you're going to play. I don't think there's ever a coach out there that didn't play the players that deserve to play um, if they were doing the right things. Mm, that's good. So it's, when it comes to playing time, it, it starts with that athlete coming to the coaches and, and addressing the coaches on what do I need to do to play? What am I not doing versus yep. the parents coming in? parents is like the last result. Right. It is. I mean, you're going to get the answer from, from the, the kid um, 90% of the time. Um, you know, the kids are going to be honest with you, and they know. The kids know why they may not be the one starting or getting that playing time. And, um, I, and I think we do a good job. Um, we have three levels of football with freshmen, junior varsity, and varsity of, of developing those kids, especially the younger kids. You want those younger kids definitely – getting playing time um, because you, you want them coming back and, and getting better. And, and at that level, it's, it's more teaching and developing them for the future. Mm. Now I heard you talk about coaches wise mm. and, you know, um, I am going to have a show later on where I'm going to have some coaches wives on. Cause I think it's so important to hear their voices, mm. yes. especially us as fans and parents um, you know, kind of have to put ourselves in their position sometimes when we're out, when we're at the game and we're hollering certain things <laughs> to the coaches. Yep. You know, we need to understand that your kids are in the stand just like mine. And so yep. we need to be mindful of some of the things that we are saying and screaming out and stuff like that. So tell me um, what's your heart about, you know, the sacrifices of a, a coach's wife. Well, they're the, they're the real heroes. I'm to be honest with you. Um, you know, we don't we don't do it for the money. We don't do it for, you know, the accolades and stuff like that. We do it because you know we love giving back and, and coaching the great game of football. And I couldn't do it without um, my fiance. Um, but we've been together for 11 years, and um, you know we have um, four children at home, and and one in college, two in high school, and one that is six years old, and. You know, she sacrifices. I'm gone. You know, I leave Monday morning at, you know, 7 a.m. And I'm not back till 7, 8 at night. And and that's through Saturday. And, and you know, and the, and the thing is, you say you're going to be home at 6 o'clock, honey, for dinner. And, you know, that kid doesn't get picked up or something runs late or this and that. So, you know, it, it's, it's tough for them. And she does a great job. My assistant coaches, their wives are tremendous. They're, they understand. Um, what, you know, one of the things, you know, I do is we don't do anything on Sunday. Sunday is mm -hmm. your day with your family and, and you 
have no responsibilities on Sunday. We'll take care of everything Monday through Saturday. Um, I'm a big proponent of um, kids, your, your kids being around our program. Um, my son, my daughter grew up around our football program. It, it, you know, they'll come to practice. Um, I make it a point on Thursdays, our team dinner, that my son is, is there for part of our, you know, walkthrough, our team dinner and films. And I think if you, you know, you want to include your family as much as possible. But again, the, the wives and girlfriends are so important because you have your good days, you have your bad days. Um, as you said, sitting in the stands and, and listening to those things and understanding, you know, what goes on during the week of practice, you know, the whys, why we do this and that. And, um, you know, I couldn't do it without her. Um, there's yeah. no way. And, and she listens and, you know, she has a different view of it too. And, <laughs> Um, right. you know, I just, you know, she's tremendous and all our coaches' wives are tremendous. And, um, I, I can't thank them enough. And I think that is one of the most unsung, um, roles <laughs> right. in, the, in the world is a coach's wife. Yeah. So do, so do she like football? She does. She loves football. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she even lets us watch some NFL on Sundays and, uh, we're Patriot fans up here and, uh, and it, it's great. She's, you know, it's, it, it's wonderful. She's at all the games and, you know, it, we could, we could be playing in a pouring rain and I'll be walking up after the game and she'll be there waiting and um, wow. just to have that support, you know, that, yeah. that you have somebody that is not questioning what you're doing and is supporting what you're doing. And it's not going to, you know, jump on your case because, you know, they know you're helping, you're helping others. And, you know, she's taking trips with me. I've taken kids on uh, recruiting trips and, you know, she's gone with us and, you know, she's gotten to know some of our players and um, all our, all our coaches, wives, they just, they're just tremendous. And, and they allow us to coach these kids. That's wonderful. Shout out to the coaches. wives. Yes. So, you know, being a head coach and you have, you know, what, a hundred, 200, 300 kids in your program and, you know, just being a part of the lives, like you, you know, having a relationship with them, how do you separate yourself from that when you come home and just, you know, kind of like deal with your own kids? How do you like put them aside, you know, yeah. and I need to focus on my own kids? Well, I, you know, it's, it's, I think the car ride home is important. I think when, when you take that car ride home is, is where you clear your thoughts and you get ready to, you know, now that's your family, your family's time and, and they get your attention and, um, you know, I, I, I see my son, he's, you know, he's six now. I see him for maybe an hour, um, during the weekdays and the night, I don't see him at all Friday except for, you know, a few minutes at a game. And, um, you know, I, you, when you are home during that time, you got to give them the undivided attention and, and same with the assistant coaches, you know, I don't want my assistant coaches to miss, um, their kids games or their kids, um, you know, things at school or school play or anything like that, you know, I, you know, you don't get that back. Um, so, you know, you got to be able to separate and, um, you know, understand that, and, you know, and, and every coach in the back of your mind all the time, you're thinking about that Friday night or you're thinking about that kid that may need something or, or something that happened, but you know, you, you, tr you try your best to, you know, number one is your family. I think, you know, you got to take care of your family before everybody else. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> Tell me a little bit more about the caring aspect 
in the football program that you're the culture that you're creating out there in Connecticut? Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things we have up in our locker room is, you know, when, we're not, we're not, you know, fighting for or fighting against what's in front of us. We're fighting for what's behind us and we're fighting for one of each other on Friday nights and, and, and those guys. And, you know, one of the things we did, and I, I got this from coach, um, Dwayne Miranda, who was at New London, had opportunity to coach an all-star game with him is, uh, what's your why? And mm. why do you do this? We ask our kids that, what's your why? Why do you do this? What, what gets you going? And one of the things we have, we do is each kid brings in a picture um, in the preseason and I get a, a, you know, a big board and everybody puts their picture on that board. And some, some players bring pictures of parents, the best friends, um, a situation that may have happened with them, um, a grandparent, a pet, whatever it may be, they bring that picture in and they put it on that board. And during the preseason, we set time aside where each player and coach for that matter, it's not just the players, it's the coaches also where those players each talk about their picture and what that person or a thing or a situation mm-hmm. meant to them. And I think that's where kids can, you know, gauge or understand where they're coming from or something they never knew, you know, what this, their teammate goes through each day or what they went through five, six years ago or their background. And, you know, we, we just assume everything's all right. And one thing as a teacher is, you learn that, you know, you don't know what happens at home. You don't know what happens yes. in the past. And, you know, there's a lot weighing on, on kids' shoulders, especially these days. And, um, you know, you, you got to listen, but understand where everybody's coming from. And I think when you do that, and I understand, hey, you know, you know, I never knew that about this player. And now I know that, and I understand what you're going through. And you know what? Not, you know, when you, when something happens or you're having a bad day, well, I kind of know why now. And, mm. and, and again, that goes into caring. You know, if I know this stuff and not only as your coach, but as your teammate, and we share these things about each other, uh, you know, I'm going to go to battle with you and for you and have your back every step of the way. Oh, I love that. That's- uh, it's, it's true. It's, I mean, you, you do. I mean, you know, my family, my, my players, and you know, you, when you care about people, you, you're gonna you're gonna be there for them. I mean, you know, you see everything that's going on in the world today, mm. and I, I mean, if we kind of take that aspect of caring and sharing, you know, us caring about each other, maybe that could help heal some of the things that's going on right now. Uh, you're right. It's um, we need to start caring more. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it starts in your communities and. And it starts with communication and talking to people that you wouldn't talk to and, yeah. you know, getting to know people, what they're going through. And I, I think that's where we're lacking. I think we're lacking in, in face-to-face communication, um, talking, just talking. Me, you know, Karen and I are talking right now. Um, mm-hmm. And this is, this is great. I'm learning, you know, you're learning about me. I've learned a little about you in the beginning. And, um, I, you know, once you do that, I think that the barriers break down. Um, yes. we don't, we don't see each other as, Hey, that's Karen. That's Chet. It's, you know, we, we know each other and, and that's important. And that's what we try to do in our program. And, and, you know, the values that I hope that my players take from my program, they can carry out in life. And, and again, it's, it's what's going on in our country today is, um, 
you know, I, and I, I told my players this, you know, I, I'm there for you. I believe in you. And, and um, you know, our black players, you know, I'm, I'm there with you um, yeah. through, through these injustices and, because I care about them. I care about them. And, um, and uh, like you said, it, it, that's where it starts. You got to start in your community and, and love each other. Um, and I'm not afraid to use the, the term, the name, word love. I tell my players, yeah. I love them, you know, and I might be the only person telling them that sometimes. And, um, and I mean it, I, I love them. I love that they, they, you know, give everything they have. They communicate with me and they talk and, um, and they know that my door is always open forever. And I, I have players text me Christmas morning. First thing, Hey coach, you know, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> Mother's day just went by. I'm one of my players who's at Bryant university. Um, texted, can you wish Jessica a happy mother's day? And, you know, those are the things that are just so wonderful. Yes, yes. Oh, that's that's so good. I that's I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, I you know the caring part of it. You know, when I see anybody in the news, if I see anybody that died or car accident, you know, because I care for humanity, people, mm -hmm. it it touches my heart. So no matter if they're black, white, no matter what color they are. Somebody lost their lives, and yeah. I care that that touches my heart. So I think that's a very good point of starting there, mm -hmm. just caring for each other, and then we'll work out the rest as you start caring. Maybe the walls will. Yeah. Come yeah. I mean, can you imagine? You know, if, if we just talked, if people just sat down and talked, and you know, and, and part of the problem is, is, you know, it's easy behind the keyboard. It's it's really yeah. easy, to be you know, behind the keyboard and. Um, communication is so important and, and getting out there and talking. Yeah. We don't do that anymore because we have our phones. Yeah. <laughs> we text now. We don't yep. talk. Yep. We don't talk. We talk through the phone now. Yep. Yeah. We know? do. And, um, and I think that's what's great about football and, and sports is there's no phones. As you know, the memories you have, the bus rides, the, oh, the walk great. up from the practice field, the, you know, those times, the, the camaraderie in the locker room. You know, those, those are the special moments. And we have a lot of special moments at Killing High School. You know, you come in our locker room after a game, um, you know, there's food there for the kids. The, the community makes food. We have a, a lady in town who doesn't even have kids in our program, Tammy Wakefield. She makes food for the kids for the last oh, 10 wow. years. And, um, again, the family, it's just it's, – it's wonderful because the kids see it. The kids say, hey, these people are doing this for us. And, um, you know, it, it's something they'll carry, and hopefully they'll give back. Somebody else. Yes. yes, yes, that's that just warms my heart right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you think about COVID nineteen? I mean, uh, how do you how are you gonna deal with that in your program? Uh, you yes, yeah, it's, it's it's scary. It's um, you know, we we are right now. Our day is July six, where we can start uh, doing some in person workouts again. Mm. And, um, you know, if, if, if we're lucky enough and, and right now the fall is as scheduled as term as, as playing a season, but you know, it may be delayed. It may be shortened. There's been talks of flipping seasons, maybe some of the spring sports playing this fall and the fall sports playing the spring, because the spring sports might be a less contact sport. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's unknown, but there's definitely going to be a lot of precautions and, and safety measures. Um, that, that go along with it. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, you know, just, just pray that 
you know, it, it's, we come up with, with, um, a cure for all this and the vaccine and, you know, we can get on with our daily lives. I, I know, but you know what, uh, we, you know, have really have asked some questions. I mean, I had some other coaches on the show and I asked them the question, what if there was no more sports? You know, they was like, what, 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 what? Uh, that ain't a good question to ask. Nah. But, you know, how we ask kids, what are their backup plans? You know, as far as if they can't make it to the league or make it to the next yep. level in sports, you know, and so as you as a coach, you know, what's your backup plan if you could not coach anymore? Um, yeah, that's, uh, I'm still going to coach. I mean, it may not be football, but I'm, I'm you know, we, you know, we think we're going to do things that may be virtual, maybe this or that it's, um, I'm, I'm going to still coach them, but um, it's going to be, you know, if, if there's no football in the fall, no football next year, it's, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you look forward to it so much and especially the seniors, you know, this is their senior year. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we have some great players and some great seniors and, you know, it'd be a shame um, that, but we, you know, I, I think we're going to have a season. I, I really believe that. And, and talking to everybody, I, I think we're going to, we're going to get it in. Yeah, I, I, I believe we are, but you know, um, you know, it's just something to, to kind of like discuss because, mm. you know, these kids are used to having people who are, stand on them to work out and do what they're supposed to do. And so we've been locked in for, you know, three months. Yep. So how many kids have been disciplined enough to do those things or will they still have the desire to play since they haven't had to do anything or, you know, their minds stand focused on it. So I'm just wondering what's going to happen when, when they come out, you know, are, are, is your team going to drop by 50 people because, you know, they've changed their mind or they don't want to play anymore. It's just, you know, it's just curious. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I think, you know, we've done, we have a leadership council with, with our players that um, we, we meet with the leaders, leaders of our team and um, they, they meet with their uh, positional groups three nights a week. Mm -hmm. And we do virtual workouts right now. And we kind of do it as a competition. I keep a Google spreadsheet and we do points and everything just to kind of keep them engaged um, but as a coach, you, you got to be able to adjust. You do that in football all the time and, you know, you get, you're going to make adjustments and, um, you, you, you got to find a way to, uh, you know, keep them engaged and, and, you know, leading up until August. And I, I think when we're finally able to break out is, is important that when we do, we, we still take those precautions. So we're not in this situation again. Yeah, I was able to find some pictures. I looked, uh, I think it was like 1918. Awesome. Uh, there was another pandemic or something that yep. was going on, and there was football players who had masks. Yeah, I and saw the were in the stand. And yeah. I was like, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, the Spanish flu, I think it was. And <laughs> I saw the same thing. It was like a, a, a pen game, pen against somebody. And I saw the same thing. Wow, I mean, you know, and. Uh, uh, Can you imagine if we're yeah, yeah. with the mask yeah. and trying to scream with the mask on? Yeah. Well, someone's going to make a lot of money if they come up with those face guards that come down the face mask and everything, I think. Oh, see, you just dropped a dime. Yeah, can come up with a yeah. come up with that face guard yeah. that what that what would their mouth be out or just yeah, it just, it just covers it though, like you know the the shields that cover the oh, eyes. Oh, yeah, bringing it all the way down. I know the NFL has talked about it and. 
Um, I got to see. Somebody in China and create this, probably. Yeah. I'm sure it's on Amazon somewhere. Oh, yeah. It'll be here. It'll be here before <laughs> it's a hockey mask almost. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, I have enjoyed you on the show. I've enjoyed learning about your caring program. I think that is awesome. A way to get to know uh, the players on your team for them to share things that are important to them. And I think that is awesome. So do you have any last words that you want to share to our viewers as far as uh, if anybody's moving to Connecticut and come want to come and check out your high yeah. school and your community? Yeah, come visit us in Northeast Connecticut, you know, and up in Killingly. And uh, my door is always open. And, um, you know, just, just care about what you're doing. Care about uh, each other. And um, that's going to go a long way. All right, you guys. So thank you for joining us in another sports marathon that we're doing. Content, content, content. So you guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Coach Neil. We appreciate it. And tell, give uh, Coach Sean a high five for you me. Tell I uh, say, what's up? Yep, I will. <laughs> All righty then. Bye, you guys. Right, thank you.